Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And damn, does it feel good to be back in the rewatch. We're slipping right back in to the rewatch. Season 13, episode 1, Mary on her own. They very easily could have lifted this episode title and just put it into season 18. You can name a lot of the episodes Mary on her own. <laughs> oh, poor Mary. I felt bad for her this episode. I'm glad we did have the Marisance this past season because that does build some sympathy points for Mary going into the rewatch here. So I think it will help when we look back with hindsight, 2020 vision here. What did TLC give us as a description? There's a typo, so you'll oh, please have to excuse my improper grammar. Can you read it with the typo? Uh, yeah, because they okay. basically they left a word out. Don't correct it. Yeah. Mary's offer on the bed and breakfast is accepted. But she doesn't the cash for the down payment and asks the family for help. Cody steps up, but later reneges, leaving Mary to come up with the money on her own. Reneges, that's a fancy word for them. It's like very official. It's almost as if they had an actual contract in place. Reneged on the deal. That would be the solution to some of these issues, too, <laughs> is a, just a, a nice contract between family members. That would be good. I like the desperation that it implies here, too, where Mary's left to her own devices. She's going to have to start a uh, she's going to have to start selling foot pictures on OnlyFans. <laughs> if only that existed at the time, she may have done it. If you already sent a banana pic, are you going to draw the line at the foot pics? Does she have the feet for this? Have we addressed this before on the show? Oh, you know what? Doesn't she have? Well, some finger toes. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we seen that before? Has that been documented? We, we have seen her feet very close to the camera when she was not wearing any shoes. I don't remember, though, if they were 
disturbing or if it was just like the feet that close to the camera just generally was a lot to take in. And to be honest, there's probably foot fans that they're into the finger toes. It might be a thing. (laughs) Who knows? But let's hear that Carly episode rewrite description sans any foot content. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. Cody delivers yet another disappointment to one of his wives. Mary asks Robin for her $0 paycheck from my sister wife's closet. The family express interest in becoming equity partners in Mary's B&B, but without any of the partnership. Without any of the equity either. We're not going to put up any capital here. I just want a piece of this pie, please. I can't wait to talk about it. It was an unhinged conversation. (laughs) If you're not going to offer money and you're not going to offer work, labor to support the business, what are you offering? That is the question. This is the beginning of the question of did they just keep marrying around to keep pouring money into the family pot? Because it certainly seemed that way in this episode. We've got a lot of announcements this week. So please buckle up. Don't fast forward because there is a lot of information here that you're going to want to listen to about things that are coming up. If you're in the Patreon already, I hope you've marked yourselves safe from the email barrage that beset you this week. But it was a necessary evil. It's the last time we're ever going to have to do that because we were adding all of the season 14, 15, 16, 17 episodes to the Patreon so you can listen to those ad-free as part of the archive now. Yes, unfortunately, Patreon does not have a bulk upload feature that allows us to bypass all of the emails that get sent. So um, I'm glad we all made it through. We're on the other side. And like Corey said, now you can listen to everything we've ever recorded ad-free on the Patreon. But more importantly, let's get into Sister Wives news because some big things happened since the last time we recorded. David and Christine officially own... Their own Airbnb. I think own is a loose term. It's going to be in quotation. I don't think they paid cash for this place is what I'm getting at. All right. So maybe they. it's an Airbnb. They're they, renting it out. They have an Airbnb that they're putting on the market starting in March. So if you're interested in traveling to Moab, Utah, you might want to check it out. You can find all the info on Christine's Instagram. But I don't know if they want to call this an Airbnb, a place to stay overnight. It's kind of turning into a Sister Wives memorabilia museum. The Sister Wives Hall of Fame, (laughs) maybe. Christine posted something really weird on Instagram about how she's making what it, it looked like a scrapbook. It looked very much like a scrapbook would look a a hodgepodge collection of articles, news stories, old print media. Do you remember what this is like? (laughs) taking those, cutting them out, and then crudely pasting them into a book so you can flip through them. I think there's a big disconnect here between what Christine thinks the Sister Wives fandom would like to peruse in this Airbnb situation. That's not what we came here for. We're not looking for People Magazine write-ups and all of the snippets from your press releases. No, no, no. No, and it gave people the ick because the comments started blowing up, so she turned them off. And I want to know, like, what do you think, Corey, would be something better to feature in the B&B? And 
This is something that she's using to promote it. It is in the description on Airbnb.com. I feel like if we can get our hands on the Fajita Cantina sign from season one, that's the dream. That's the goal. But I don't think it's going to happen. I want Chanel to get the boot lamp out of storage because she confirmed she still owns it. Can we donate it to the Sister Wives Museum? Where's the family mission statement? Can we hang that on the wall? What about the, the cuffs? The leather bracelets that they gave to everyone at the commitment ceremony? Maybe Isabel Scoliosis brace. Not uh, too far. Well, yeah, I guess that's probably no good. We did have to restart that storyline again. I wasn't prepared for it. I kind of forgot where we left off, if we're being totally honest. Well, we'll, we'll chat about that before yeah, we'll we get, get into, into it. it. But why don't you guys let us know, what would make you rent tonight in this Airbnb in terms of Sister Wives-related memorabilia. I hope Cody's gun safe is right next to the bed. Oh, no. That would be good. <laughs> but empty of guns. No, it'd just be it would be locked. You wouldn't have access to it. The safety thing. It's just there because those are, with a crib in front of it, right? It's part of the set. We yeah. have a crib for the kids. Yeah, maybe you're bringing a baby along. And they have a crib. It just happens to be right in front of the gun safe. But... You could still use it for the kid. What about all the food from the pantry that they didn't want anymore? Yeah, Christine said, no thanks. You can hang on to that. I don't need those. All right, we're coming up with too many things. we got to leave some for other people. Right, this is true. What would be your Sister Wives legendary items that you would select to adorn the space that Christine and David have purchased? Second big piece of news, famous Amos is done for. Oh, man, he didn't even get through the month of February. (laughs) He barely lasted a month. Do we think it was from going public? Do we think all of these stories? That probably didn't help. I would say being doxxed by the Sister Wives universe probably wasn't the best experience. Was it the famous Amos nickname? (laughs) I don't think that's what did it. I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles. (laughs) So uh, good good luck to Mary out there in the dating world. I'm just glad that she is going to sample some flavors of ice cream, if you know what I'm saying. Moving on from cookies to ice She's cream. She's going to try some flavors. Yeah, cookies and cream. Ooh. Uh-oh. Now on to more exciting things. We are going to be guesting on the Sister Wives Professor podcast. Yeah, so stay tuned for updates. We're going to be recording that episode this week. We'll have a link out in the episode description once we get that put together. Uh, So stay tuned for updates on our next episode, and we'll direct you, we'll point you in the right direction. We're also going to be part of an extravaganza, a Sister Wives game show, a live game show called Who Wants to Be a Sister Wife? You may have seen the image that was released for that The Robin Photoshop, where she's very stressed trying to figure out which podcast is going to win. So that's being hosted by Ace and Caitlin. So we'll be playing against them. We'll be playing with Amanda and Jody of We Love to Hate Everything and Amanda and Amy of Little Miss Recap. And that's going to take place on March 10th. So mark that on your calendar. It's going to be a live event. Again, when we have more details, we will let you know. We made a post on our Patreon, so if you go over to patreon.com slash survivingpod, there is a link where you can submit questions that will be considered to be included as part of the trivia portion there. So if you do have some good 
sister wives questions that you think would be trivia questions, trivia related uh, for us to answer as part of that live event. Make sure to stop by over there and input those as well. And I'm making that a public post. So that means anyone, even if you're not a member of the Patreon, you can go over there. You should see it. You'll see the link of where to go to submit the trivia questions. Even for you useless basement wives out there. (laughs) And finally, the last reminder, we promise that seasons 11 and 12, which are currently on the public feed, those are going to be moving to Patreon by the end of this month. Which is tomorrow. So hurry up and listen to those or just go over to patreon.com and sign up for the Patreon so you don't lose access. Okay, we are here. We are ready to get this pony in the water. Season 13, I am so excited. I love doing the rewatches. And Cody's hair has become just completely out of control for some reason from the end of season 12 to the beginning of 13. This is prime Sister Wives viewing. And where we left off last season, (laughs) wow, Mary's feelings were just a little hurt over being excluded from Axel's birth. And then Christine had that very emotionally intelligent conversation. Not so much, yeah. (laughs) It was the confronting Mary badgering of the witness that took place in the library. (laughs) Where she told her she was just so horrible to be around that if it was her birth, she wouldn't have invited her either. So we were there. Then also Mary's trying to buy this B&B that nobody cares that much about. And we're still trying to get back past the catfishing. So there's a lot going on in the Mary universe. Yeah, Mary keeps trying to make friends who are also catfished. So she's found another way to make friends. And it's just through different forms of emotional trauma. That she's been through. So either being married to Cody is the first one, and now it's you had to be catfished by the same person. These are the two surefire ways for Mary to make friends. We open the episode, and Mary has called all of the adults over to her house to break some real tough news. And it's not what they were hoping for, because you know they were hoping that the whole B&B thing fell through. But she's here to talk about the catfishing again. Yeah, and it's a real heartbreaker of an announcement, because... Mary's one friend, Cheryl, who was also catfished, is unable to come visit them this weekend. And if you remember from last season, the whole point of Cheryl coming to visit was Cheryl's going to bring her daughter so that they could talk to Leon. It was all designed to get Cheryl's daughter to try to tell Leon they shouldn't be so upset about Mary being catfished. Mary's big play all of last season, is trying to win Leon over, trying to get them back. So Mary lets that settle, and everyone's like, oh, what a bummer, acting like they care. And then she's like, just kidding. Actually, Cheryl's not going to come, but luckily I have another friend who was catfished, and her name's Christy, and she's going to come this weekend instead. Guys, a lot of people were victims of this catfish, and I have found the majority of them. So I've been in direct contact with them, and I've given everyone our home address to come visit at their leisure. Do you feel like this is all because Mary's trying to prove to the audience that she wasn't dumb? I feel like this is Mary trying to prove to herself that she wasn't dumb. She's trying to find as many people who also fell victim to this. And tell that story publicly so everybody knows. For the record, at one point Mary looks Robin dead in the face and asks, what what point are we at here? Are we ready to move on from this? 
what are we doing with this whole catfish situation? And Robin is trying to pretend like, I, oh, I don't have any authority or say in that sort of thing. Mary, why are you asking me that? Why would you be bringing this up with me directly in front of everybody else and on camera? I do feel like Robin, because we know during this time period, she's starting real nervous about Mary leaving the family. So I'm sure Mary has heard through the grapevine that Robin will not let this rest and that she keeps bringing it up to Cody that she has concerns about what's happening with Mary and the catfishing thing. But Cody has to jump in and give his assessment because it's Cody's thoughts, not Robin's thoughts. And Cody's assessment is, we're moving on. The catfish thing, we're just moving on past it. And I think, I feel like you have to address things that happen before you just move on. But he is wanting to address it because he's excited that this person is coming to visit because he wants to ask her questions that he can't ask Mary because Mary gets defensive when he tries asking her questions. I don't know if it was excited. I feel like this is just something that is happening. So while they're here, I'm just going to go ahead and berate them with the questions that I normally would throw at Mary until she shuts down. Okay, maybe I I overstated. It's not really (laughs) like a too strong of a word. Yeah, it's not like a support thing. I'm not really getting that sort of vibe from Cody here. The one thing that's good about Christy's visit is I can berate her with questions. That will work in my favor. Janelle is the only one sane here, and she's like, should we maybe think about not inviting this woman to our homes? Like, where are we going to meet her? And Mary's like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I already met this person, (laughs) vouched for them, uh, pretty much very confident that they would be- Fully vetted. Yeah, they are totally accessible in this home now. That's, That's not a problem at all. You don't have to worry about that. And Janelle's like- Yeah, I'm going to need something more definitive than that. I think we're going to go out to dinner. We'll meet her out at a restaurant in a public place. Sorry, Mary. You're a bad judge of character. (laughs) So we put a pin in that. And now we're reminded that Caleb and Maddie have been living at Janelle's house. Right. And Janelle's doing that grandma thing because Maddie just gave birth to Axel. We got to scream through that footage again. And Janelle loves having Axel in the house. And it's nice to have Maddie and Caleb around too, I guess. Is it weird that now whenever I see her birth, I just associate it with Chinese food and then I want Chinese food? Yeah, that's a little weird. (laughs) Probably. But it makes sense, right? A Pavlov's dog situation (laughs) going on. (laughs) Yeah, that must be what's happening. But they're moving into their own place. It's right down the street. It's like a block away. But I think that still counts as moving out. They are moving out. Not far, but out. They're on the Robin move-out plan. Remember? She lived a block away from them as well. How do they always find a rental a block away from where the rest of them are living? The baby bird method of not too far from the nest. They actually have for the first time what I felt like was a solid life plan. They're going to school and they're planning to stay here until they finish because they have all these babysitters available to them who live a block away. And that's what they're planning to do. And then they're going to move north. And I feel like that was not the end of that sentence. They were so close. They almost had North Carolina. They're going to move to North (laughs) Carolina is where they're going to move. Well, they don't know that yet. They don't know that yet. (laughs) They also don't know yet that Cody's about to blow up this beautiful plan that they've crafted. Oh, yeah. He's going to make it his mission to disrupt everything in everyone's lives this entire season. So 
they've called in reinforcements. They've called in the A crew for the moving assisting that's taking place. So we've got Christine, Payton, Garrison, and stupid sexy Dayton. He's here to help out too. <laughs> he's fit. He's trim. He He's very fit in this timeline of sister wives. It's right in that era. You know who's not helping with the move? Cody. He did not bust out his moving denims or his moving gloves. He's too busy. He's at Robin's house. Is that what's going on? He's helping with the tendies over at Robin's house? He's just hiding at Robin's house. That's just one tendy, too, at this point, right? Or no, yeah, no, there's two, two tendies. Okay, Both of yeah. them are here. I love that he he introduces this concept that he can't even be mad that his children want to move away from Vegas because he also wants to move away from Vegas, even though Maddie and Caleb are moving down the street. So they're not really moving away from Vegas necessarily. I think he's talking about the long-term plan of moving north. He has to know a little bit about that. Yeah, okay. I feel like we're giving him a little too much credit. I don't know if he has that much insight into You're right. it. He's never known that much about any of his children. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, what's... He heard it from the producers. <laughs> but he's starting to plant these seeds, right? I never planned to stay in Las Vegas. That was never my intention, you know, aside from when we all put our hands in the cement and talked about how it was so great to put down roots somewhere. Forever. To finally be settled. But he says it twice in two different statements within this segment about how Vegas is not the end goal and he's itching to move. They're selling it hard to us, trying to get us excited about this season. But it comes out of nowhere because you didn't build to this at all. This is just we're jumping in right into season 13 and Cody wants to move. So they're trying to kind of plant those seeds, but they're really smacking us over the head with it. I like how it's his dumb wife's fault for shooting down this idea of moving too. It's he has the genius idea to move and everybody else is poo-pooing. That's only the beginning of that conversation. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A conversation that just keeps dragging out the B&B. Mary and Cody apparently are at odds about this, like most things in their marriage. And it's just been adding to the tension that has existed since the catfishing. So things are not good between them. But Mary submitted an offer on the house, despite the fact that she only has a small percentage of the down payment that she needs. Down payment is going to get tricky because, remember, they're buying this... B&B as a business, 
So it's not a conventional mortgage setup. You need to provide 40% for the down payment. And Robin's like, 40%? She she has no idea how business loans work. Well, Robin doesn't know much about business, but she (laughs) is great at business. (laughs) But 40%, it just seems high to her. For most of the business mortgages that she's been involved in, the the business lending that she's partaken from, 40% for a down payment seems pretty high. She's never had a loan. She just has family members cash out their retirement funds and hand it to her. That's kind of like a loan. A loan on your future. A loan that never got repaid. Never can. They definitely sunk more than this 40% down payment into my sister wife's closet and just wasted it. Yes, I would say so. But you should have seen the business plan. It was beautiful. (laughs) Top notch. It was laminated. It had pie charts. It was very impressive. So they're having a conversation about this, of course, with all the adults. They have to all be in Mary's business. And Cody asks the big important question. Okay, so you need more money for this down payment. Are you willing to put up this house here in Vegas? Are you willing to have that be on the line as equity for this B&B? And I like where Mary's thinking on her feet here because she flips it back and she goes, well, that's why you guys should provide me with the money for the down payment. Because if I put up my Vegas house as equity, as collateral, and then the bank comes and takes it, you're going to have some weirdo person in the cul-de-sac here who just buys that foreclosure in cash and moves in. I feel like that's going to be weirder, right? So maybe just avoid that whole situation and just give me the money so I don't have to go and get a loan. Eh? It doesn't compute for anyone. No. No, they're, all, they're like, you know what? We maybe would enjoy a stranger as a neighbor instead of you, Mary. <laughs> maybe don't sell that so hard because it might be a dream we take you up on. You've kind of been a stranger as a neighbor for <laughs> quite some time now. Janelle barely even waves hello to you when you take the trash out at the same time. So that didn't go very well, that initial conversation. But luckily, it's time for a back-to-back family convo because she calls everyone over yet again for another meeting and she's got the fidelis necklace on did you see she's shined it up it's fully visible because she needs everyone to be reminded of the loyalty and the fidelis she has for this family and she needs this down payment so she's pulling out all the stops asking this question good news her loan for the bnb was approved so now her offer's been accepted she's got her loan approved And the wives all start getting excited. They're clapping. They're like, that's great, Mary. And you just see all of the color drain from Cody's face because he knows that they still have to talk about the down payment money. He doesn't have any money. (laughs) So we find out, we start to fill in some of the blanks because basically we were talking in percentages in the initial conversation and we didn't really know how much money are we talking about here. So she needs $80,000 for the down payment. That's the 40%. Correct. That's the total she needs. She has now managed to save up half of that down payment. She's got 40K, which is like a miracle because in the last conversation, she only had 10% of it. She had 
$2,000 when they last talked about this. So she has saved $32,000 in this amount of time. Did they say how much time had passed? Because that alone is impressive. It didn't seem like it was a lot. She's selling a fuck ton of LuLaRoe clothing. So is like, are we talking months? Probably like months, it looks like. This is a reasonably how short. How long do you wait for a loan to be approved after you put an offer in on a property? It's not that long a period of time. A couple of weeks, maybe? So like a week, a few weeks, maybe months, plural, that we're talking about, possibly? She has made a miracle happen here. She has turned water into wine. This is what baffles me. We have proof of income. Mary is earning money at a pretty rapid rate. So for her to then come to the family and say, hey, I just need the other 40K. Could you guys front that for me? And then I'll pay it back. So like how she's going so hard on selling LuLaRoe right now, and she has turned around $32,000, which if she does that again in the next few weeks or How long couple are you of months wait to get paid back on your loan. You're going like, to get paid back quicker than what Cody's doing diddling around with the money in his business with Brian. The whole thing was sketch. So he starts bragging about how he and Brian, remember his Brian's his business partner, the one whose wedding he went to during COVID. Not that, just he didn't just go to Brian's wedding. He officiated <laughs> you're right. Brian's wedding. Please show some respect, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> they have made so much money together in their business that now they're able to pay back the family. So it sounds like the family put money into this endeavor with Brian and Cody. Oh, Cody sure as shit took money out of the family pot for his business, which <laughs> can we get a read on what that business plan looked like? Because if we're going under the same level of scrutiny for Mary and Robin, and Janelle's businesses, I would really like to see what Cody's proposal looked like for that transaction. And how long they've had the money? That's another question I have. I feel like they've been sitting on it for a while. He offers the money up. He's like, Mary, if the family doesn't need it, it's yours. And Robin's eyes bulge out of her head because she's like, well, I could use (laughs) $40,000. Yeah, that's a lot of my sister wife's closet inventory. (laughs) My sister wife's closet inventory. She's going online shopping. (laughs) Fuck my sister wife's closet. We could really stock up. (laughs) Christine is like, "Um, can we see a business plan? Because now Cody is ready to just throw money at this. And so Mary doesn't really have anything to give. But then she does slip up and mention the business plan at some point, too. So Christine's like, wait, so you do have a business plan. Let's see it. So Mary has to then shamefully go over to the cabinet pull out these printed copies of whatever business plan that she slapped together. And then she's handing them out. She doesn't even have enough copies for everybody. She's shamefully passing these out. Excuse the, uh, it's, it's very hastily put together and please just, it's not a finalized approach or anything like that. But look, if this family knows anything, they know a bad business plan when they see one and they know because they've written many. They know this is this is one of the bad ones. This is a bad business plan. They learned nothing from the Shark Tank episode, did they? That experience, nothing sunken. So it's something. It's a couple pieces of paper. There's not much information there. Robin's like, I had to present a plan for my sister wife's closet. So she also 
is disappointed she's going to go through this thing with a fine-tooth comb with her business acumen. The pluses and the minuses. (laughs) I didn't like how Janelle kept talking about how she's worried since it's such a big investment. No, it is not an investment. This is a short-term loan. Mary may be closing on this house in the next 10 days. We're not talking about years and years where this money is just going to be floating stagnantly in a business where it's trapped there and you can't take it out. Mary has proven she can earn. She has earned half of the down payment on her own already. Just give her the other half and you'll get it back in a very short amount of time. That's easy. That's very simple. They're not really getting that that's what she's asking for. And this is the first time Cody brings up the question of, well, do we have a say in running the business? This is when Cody brings up his giant nut. (laughs) Uh, The nut to crack, which is the problem of he has to solve for how is he going to pay for college for all of these children that he forgot that he had up till this point? How is he going to pay for his retirement? Because we've already cashed out everybody else's. (laughs) So how are we going to pay for my retirement? A lot of big questions, but all the other wives leave and Cody hangs back to have a conversation with Mary one-on-one. And this is where he promises her the money. He does tell her, look, I'm nervous buying another property. It's adding to your debt. That, that's a good point. He understands debt very well after his marriage with Robin. And despite all that, he tells her that he's going to call Brian And they're going to move the money. It is such like a solid commitment to give her the money. Which is why I was like, why? Why did you have to say it like that? He wanted to be a hero in that moment where he could say yes. Just leave it vague. Just say, I'll call Brian. I'll see where we're at. We'll reassess. And then I'll get back to you, Mary. It's his ego. He forgot that this is one of the wives he doesn't like. And once he remembers that, he's not going to want to give her the money anymore. So we have to revisit the catfish storyline. Yes, Mary is going to the airport to pick up Christy, her catfish friend, from the airport. And then it's dinner time at Americana, which looks like the place where they went after they had that terrible post-therapy lunch where all the wives were super shitty with each other and Mary was in a terrible mood and that did not go well at all. That was so awkward. I wouldn't have wanted to come here again. Wouldn't it just remind you of how awkward that lunch was? That was terrible. That was a very, very uncomfortable meal. So let's bring a catfish friend here. No one really cares about meeting Christy, but they're doing it for Mary. Yeah, we're all here so we don't get fined. And this story, I don't know Really, if Christy telling her story is benefiting Mary, because it looks kind of bad from the start, in my opinion. Christy was catfished at like the exact same time that Mary was by the same person. And she starts explaining to the family that she was really lonely, that she was online just talking to people. And she couldn't believe that this really hot younger guy was even talking to her. Gotta say, Mary, that's not helping your case. (laughs) I don't think... We should continue down this path. But she's like, yeah, yeah, tell them more. Tell them more. Tell them the whole story. It gets so much worse because then she tells them five days in, he's in love with me. He's telling me how much he loves me, how he wants to be with me. And Mary's just starting to like look off into the distance, 
disassociate. She This isn't part of her personal story. This is Christy's story. This is not Mary's story. So we get the whole wild ride of the introduction of the female characters. It's a different name every once in a while. So for Christie's story, it was a Jackson Walker character who was introduced to her. A Walker, a Walker Texas Ranger, if you will. <laughs> because the female friend is the real person behind the catfish profile. So Jackson Walker for Christy, but then that was Lindsay for Mary. But then Sam is still Sam because Sam's not real. <laughs> well, and neither technically are Lindsay or Jackson Walker. More real than Sam, but still just as not real. And this one's creepy because Mary also had a similar thing happen where she met with the Lindsay character and they were in the car together and it was like weird vibes. Well, Christy had Jackson come stay at her house while recovering from some type of surgery or something. But that wasn't actually something that was happening. So I think this oh, no, is no, just no. a test. No, yeah, it's it's just this is a test of the Sam catfish seeing how into this is Christy. Because, <laughs> hey, here's some random person who I know who's important to me who's getting out of surgery and happens to be in your neck of the woods. Can she come live with you for a while? And if you say yes, then you know you're going to say yes to anything else. Oh, you're hooked. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, so it gets weird from there. There's like a situation where ketchup is being used to look like fake blood. And that's when Christy's like, all right, I see what's going on here. And I'm getting the fuck out of here. Well, this is where... Christy gets to corroborate some of Mary's story as well, where if there was any opposition, if you did say no, if you were thinking for yourself, you were yelled at, you were demeaned, you were belittled. There are commonalities between the stories, which is why it's weird that Mary stops at the point of the whole, he was in love with me, we were into each other situation that Christy was honest about, because they both had the experience of being harassed and abused verbally and also being stalked or feeling like they're being stalked. And this is where Cody starts getting excited because now he wants Mary to relive the trauma and give him details. He needs the details. So tell me about all this horrible stuff because I'm having a hard time understanding. So I thought this was really interesting because he's specifically asking Mary about the threats that were being made because Mary just talks about how they were threatening her and it was really scary, but she never explains exactly what was going on. And I feel like the reason that he asked this was because he has an inkling that Mary was being blackmailed by the catfish with the pictures and the voicemails that ultimately came out. And that she has not fessed up to that part of the story. Yeah, because those were getting released. Those were being published out in the public at the time of this season filming. So it's very obvious there was an element of, I'm going to tell your husband, I'm going to tell your sister wives what's going on here, that we're having an affair, and here's all the evidence, which are all these voicemails that you're leaving for me, and the banana picture, and all of the other inappropriate stuff that made it obvious that they were not just having a friendship. It was definitely, there's something romantic to it. Oh, but the laughs, Carly, the laughs, they were so good. But you know what's not funny is when the private investigators get involved. 
This was scary. So they both ended up hiring private investigators. And Cody talks about how they confirmed that these people weren't real, which, duh. (laughs) Of course they're not real. Can you tell us who the people behind the fake people are? I think that's really what you're hiring the private investigator to do. Yeah, maybe that's step one is confirming, yeah, these aren't actual real people who exist. But can we get to the other part to find out who that person actually is behind these fake characters? I feel like that's going to be worth the day rate. So the same thing happens with Christy, and her dad is really the one who helps her through all of this and uncovering what was going on. And she tells him about how her dad was never mad at her through the whole thing. He just consoled her, which, of course, because he's your dad and you weren't married to anyone at the time. And so it wasn't weird that you were having a romantic online relationship with someone and you got fooled. Very different situations of infidelity versus naivete. But even Christine mentioned at one point, she kind of called it out directly of the manipulation of someone's emotions and taking advantage of someone falling in love. And she was talking about Christie's story, but I feel like it has to apply to Mary's story too. And so there was kind of a calling out moment when she was specifically saying, how terrible it is to exploit such a magical feeling of falling in love. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cody being exploited by Mary. Oh, that too. He was was fooled into falling in love with her. That's what resonated so much with Cody then (laughs) as part of this story. (laughs) He was like, wow, how do I take my power back? Is it patriarchy? Is that it? Is that what I'm going to have to do? I might do that. The whole point of Christy being here and talking about this is to make sure that the catfish can never do this to anyone again. I don't know if Mary has the same motive. No, I think Mary's trying to clear her name, but it's not working. It's not working in her favor at all. Now for the real bummer of the episode, we have to talk about Isabel's scoliosis. She was diagnosed two years ago at this point. They've known since then she would likely need surgery. She went to that scoliosis boot camp that supposedly decreased her curve by 10%. Up in Michigan. She's been doing all of these physical activities. She's doing the torso trainer. Yeah. It was like PVC pipe. That's all, I was going to say sewn together. Nope. No. Screwed together. They're, it's crudely created. It was definitely sold to them by the boot camp. I think... The words you're going for here, Carly, are alternative therapies. (laughs) So she's been doing these exercises four times per day. Once before school and then three times after school. It is so time intensive that she can't do extracurriculars because she has to be home to do her exercises three times after she gets home from school. She doesn't have time to socialize. So doing these alternative therapies to help her scoliosis is become her whole personality at this point. And I feel like at this rate, Cody's like, she doesn't need to socialize. we got a big family. <laughs> that's, that's what this is for. Socialize here. You could socialize while you have your torso trainer on in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. The part that kills me is when they're recounting their trip to the boot camp in Michigan where they were talking about how great it was that she had improved her curve by 10 degrees, 
even though we had figured out in that original episode, they had the disclaimer that their numbers or their readings are basically up for interpretation within five to 10 degrees. So could you have graded a little bit harsher at the beginning and then a little bit looser at the end and then said, wow, look at that. 10 degrees of improvement. You did it. I have real concerns about having spent money to go to something like that and then having them be the ones who provide you with the quote unquote evidence of what the therapy you paid for did. Was any of this verified? Because they had an original reading from their doctor and then they went to the boot camp. The boot camp measured, told them how great they were doing. Was that verified? Probably not because they would have had to pay for another doctor visit. And we know that's not happening. So we're going to go today. And then this is going to be our first official reading, I would count, from the last time they were at this doctor. Yes. So they've been to him a while ago. Then they went to the boot camp in between. And now they're coming back to their actual doctor. And Cody is so excited to go tell their doctor about all the great progress they've made with these alternative therapies. And I feel like the doctor was just going to be like, dude, that's not how scoliosis works. Well, he clearly does not believe in these boot camps. He feels like they're taking advantage of parents who are just looking for any measure to help them help their children without having to resort to surgery. Well, the best part about these boot camps and these alternative therapies is that you get to put the shame on your daughter then instead. (laughs) And then you get to punish her by not getting surgery because you didn't work hard enough to fix your curve in these ways that it was impossible to fix your curve. There's the logic. That's nice. It's good to have that train of thought. So it's no surprise that the doctor brings the x-ray in and her curve is now at 42 degrees. It was 40 the last time he saw her. So it's actually up two degrees from the last time this doctor saw her. It is up, but to be fair, he was saying at her rate of curvature that she was going before, it could have been at 46, 47. That would have been worse. So maybe the exercises are helping to delay it slightly. But what they certainly didn't do was reverse her curve by 10%. And Cody saw this as, wow, look at the improvement. It's healing the scoliosis. That is not what was going on because these alternative therapies, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor. Maybe I should open a scoliosis (laughs) boot camp in Michigan with the same level of credentials as these folks here. My guess and my assessment here is that these alternative therapies are ways to buy time so that you can not live in complete debilitation or pain while you're waiting for the actual fix, which is surgery. Surgery is what is going to fix the scoliosis. So they're taking this as we're going to reverse it and avoid the surgery entirely. That is how they're seeing this. And that's how they want it to play out is so that, oh, we don't want to have to pay for surgery. We don't want Isabel to have a big, nasty scar. So we're just going to have her do the torso trainer for the rest of her life indefinitely. And then that'll fix the scoliosis. No, that's not how this works medically. Surgery is the way that you're going to fix the scoliosis. 
these alternative therapies will buy you time when you have to schedule the, the surgery and wait eight to 12 months, probably on a waiting list. Yeah. You don't want your curvature to get completely blown out of whack that whole time while you're waiting. You have to do something to help keep the curvature down. I don't know. I think it was crazy that at the end of this conversation, they didn't talk about, okay, so if that's the rate at which her degree, her curve is progressing, and that's actually slower than you expected, when do we expect that she needs surgery? 50 degrees is still what they're talking about is they have eight degrees of separation. Right. But I mean, like in, in the matter of time, how long do we think we have until we're going to need surgery? But no, that's not where we're at. Instead, what they're going to do is continue to have Isabel do these exercises, which she doesn't seem thrilled about, right? Because now she's seen. It didn't do as much as she had hoped it was going to do. She seems to also think that hopefully this could help her avoid having surgery. She's the one who actually has to do surgery. So I think she's probably the one who's most terrified about it. So I don't blame her for feeling that way. Well, Cody's only afraid of poverty and this <laughs> surgery would get him closer to poverty. So I don't know. She might not be as scared as Cody. I just kind of feel bad for her. Like, do you maybe say these don't really seem to be doing that much? We should really be planning for when this surgery is probably going to happen. Maybe we let you, you know, live a normal life of a kid, do extracurriculars that you want to do after school instead of coming home and doing the stupid trainer all the time. The part that bothered me was that this doctor did not get direct enough with them to have that sort of conversation because you're hearing what Cody is saying you're hearing Christine cheerlead right alongside Cody, too, because she has to make it seem like this isn't going to be a problem for Cody to have to deal with. You're not going to have to pay for medical bills for another one of my children, even though you almost took Truly out a couple of years ago with some medical bills. But you're not going to have to worry about that here because we're doing such a great job and we're doing all of these exercises that are going to prevent the need for a paid surgery. This doctor needed to sit them down, look them in the eyes and say, that's not what this is. That's not what we're talking about. You know what this feels like to me? It feels like a good time for Robin to give up her legal wife status. Now that her kids are adopted, that's not an issue anymore and give it to Christine so that her kid can have health insurance and they can prepare for this surgery. Yeah. You don't need to, uh, you could just put that in the legal divorce, the paperwork shuffle that, the custody will still be shared between Robin and Cody, still adopted legally. Yeah, it's a moot point at this point. Mission accomplished. A moot point. You've done it. I guess you can call this, what is this? It, the, the doctor was talking about how it seems like with scoliosis, there's a, families that become desperate in that situation. They're looking for an answer. They're looking for cures. It's almost like you're susceptible. You're vulnerable. It's like medical catfishing. Is that the storyline? Is that the connect the dots moments between these storylines? I think Cody has been medically catfished more than once. Oh, my gosh. Well, we've got bigger fish to fry because Cody's going to be calling Brian today to recount the wild successes that they've experienced with their latest business venture. This was scary because it seems like Cody has no idea about the books of their business. Brian is the only one who knows what's going on with the finances. Brian's the brains behind the operation here. I just love, yeah, Cody's call was that 
completely scattered. He was all over the place. He almost didn't even want to ask Brian about it. And it was like, dude, that's your money that's in this. So why wouldn't you ask? It's like, isn't it the family money that you invested into this business and now you like your money back? Why wouldn't we be talking about this? I would be talking about it on a regular basis. Right. What are we going to do to get this money back for my family that needs it? No? Okay. It's just how horrible would it be to be a business partner with Cody? And these are the oh, types of phone calls. This is why on Shark Tank, they were probably working on the finances, putting everything together, and then they saw this clip and they were like, oh, no, never mind. Those are the types of phone calls that you're going to get from this guy where he's just frantically running around, panting into the phone, <laughs> hyperventilating, trying to figure out what he did with his last $40,000 investment in this business. He has no idea what's going on. But right now, Brian's saying, sorry, bud, we only got like $20,000 in liquid capital in the business right now. It's just not enough for Mary. Okay, but wouldn't something be better than nothing Twenty thousand to is help still, her get there? That's still half of what she needs to go. Right. So if she made 32 k so fast selling her clothing, then maybe she can make the 20 k that she needs and you can give her the other 20000 No? Instead, we're just going to be like, we don't have it. Nope, it's all gone. Actually, the family needs that. We are going to take out that 20K out of the business right <laughs> yes. now, but it's going to go to the family budget because we haven't redone the budget since since we were in Lehigh, probably. <laughs> I don't think we've cracked open the, the family finances book here in quite some time, and we did another once over, and we need all of that money. Uh-oh, sorry, Mary. I know I promised it to you, but... Well, we're not there yet. He had our... Sh- well, yeah, because That's we the story he's that. getting ready to he's tell. He's realizing this is what the conversation is going to have to be. Sorry, I already promised you this, but I don't have it. I thought this was weird because his next step is to call all of the other wives except for Mary over to have this conversation. He needs reinforcements if he's going to go into this battle with Mary... He needs to get all the other wives on his side so he's not outnumbered. He knows there's egg on his face that this looks bad for him. So I feel like he's also starting to build a case other than the fact that they don't have the money. Like they've got to come to this conversation with something else. We have to think of a few different reasons to shoot this down. So can everybody go ahead and think of your own personal reason why we would like to say no to Mary today? (laughs) And then we'll take turns going around the room, around the table here, telling Mary individually so she doesn't have to hear it just once. She gets to hear it four different ways. A nice big fuck you from the whole family. Surprisingly, Christine points out to everyone, um, Mary's asking for a loan. Like, we give her the money. We agree on repayment terms. She gives us the money back. She's not asking us to invest in her business and become business partners with her. Where Christine lost me was when she goes into a whole thing about blaming Mary's black and white thinking as to why she's going to be heartbroken that they don't have the money for this day. Yeah. How would Mary (laughs) come to that conclusion where Cody walks up to her and says, I've got $40,000 just for you, Mary. Don't you worry. It's all yours. We're going to take care of it. Let me just call Brian. How could that be misconstrued in Mary's (laughs) line of thinking 
twisting and turning in its way to make her think that Cody has the money to give her? How could she reach that conclusion? Well, it's black and white thinking. She was told that he had the money and now she's going to assume he has the money. (laughs) Christine's like, you should know by now. If Cody tells you he has money, he does not have that money. Well, I mean, I think this tells us a little bit about the state of Christine and Cody's relationship that we maybe didn't realize at the time, which is that she wouldn't have believed a word that came out of his mouth. And she is shocked that Mary took him at his word when he said he had money for her. But now we got to build a bigger story here. The big problem is that they've always worked together as a group financially. So why is Mary trying to do this thing that's going to benefit just herself? It should benefit all of us, this business. And this is where the family equity becomes very important to Cody. It's not just equality, it's equity, because he can't send one kid to school with new shoes and not another kid from another mom. That wouldn't be fair. It's like, what's another ridiculous example I could think of? Maybe like one kid living in a trailer on an empty lot while others are living in a million dollar mansion on a hill. (laughs) He literally said, I can't have one rich wife and a poor wife. So he has one rich wife and three poor (laughs) wives for a little bit longer of a time. That's the solution. (laughs) How dare you keep all of your money hoarded to yourself and you don't give it to Robin to make her richer. Which in turn makes me richer because that's the house that I stay at. Robin's actually a ringleader in this conversation in trying to persuade them away from giving Mary a loan. They all start shitting on the business plan again because Christine's like, I don't like the business plan. And Robin's like, yes, I had to come up with a business plan. I had to work so hard on a business plan and you all shat on that too. So I'm about to shit on Mary's business plan because I'm not impressed either. I don't really think that that's what it's about. That was what it was. I So I think that her issue is it, her real issue with it, is that she doesn't want Mary to do something that's separate from the family, like mostly separate from her. And she's worried that if Mary has some form of financial freedom, that it'll give her the ability to leave the family because she is convinced throughout the catfishing and post-catfishing that Mary's on her way out the door. And this is where it's it's tricky, supporting Mary. If you're going to be in this family and you go out of your way to support Mary, there's always strings attached to that. So how are we going to let her down easy instead? Let's put conditions on loaning her the money. We're going to tell her that we don't have the money right now. She's going to have to wait a while for it because that's always something that works out really well when you've put an offer on a house. And we'll also tell her that we want to be equity partners in this business. And they're really patting themselves on the back here. They're very impressed with these wonderful terms that they've thought up that are so generous and so in favor of everyone involved. Can we talk about how laughable it is that they want like equity in her business for $40,000? It kills me too. Yeah. Like (laughs) what do you think that's worth? I don't know. The, just the amount that Robin is, pushing this is it seems like she's selling it. it's over the top in the acting of the things that she's calling out where she's stressed about how they'll be in the hole after this and it's like there's nothing new there <laughs> so i don't know why that's a stressful situation for you to be in you're in the hole for my sister wife's closet you've been in the hole keep digging but 
I, it's just <laughs> for 40,000. Uh, is it? Yeah. What is the shark tank equivalent of that? $40,000 for a 2% stake right, in my they're, business. They're acting like she's asked them for a couple hundred thousand dollars, like a half a million dollar loan. And they want equity in her successful business. Because they don't know the difference between a long-term investment and a short-term investment. And this isn't an investment either. It's a loan. So that is what Mary's asking for. I'm not asking for your input on how to run the business, the analysis, data, interpretation of my business plan that I am putting together. That's none of your business. It's my business. I'm just asking for a down payment so I can get this started. Well, that's why I didn't understand. You can still loan someone money in a contract in which you say when the money is due back to you, and you can ask for interest on that money based on different points in time. So if you're not confident that you're going to get the money back from her, put it in a contract. Which that's that's the insulting part for me from the behalf of Mary is because I have proven my level of income. I am earning money at a reasonable rate in short, short amount of time. I am asking for a short-term loan, which I will pay back in a short amount of time based on that income. That in and of itself is pretty good reason to just say, okay, Mary, we'll take a chance on you. We're going to invest in this. Here you go. And then she pays you back and it's great. It's fine. You move on. If you were nervous about it and you wanted to have some teeth on the deal, then yeah, work in a structure. That would be the compromise to say, if it's not paid back by this date, then we need to have a percentage of interest that then begins calculating based on whatever the terms would be. They're acting like the only way they're going to get paid back is if they are equity partners in the business. Is through the profits from the business, which that is a terrible spot to be in too, is if you're going to say, here's $40,000, pay me over time based on the earnings of your B&B that I don't believe in. Well, the thing is, they don't want just the 40K. They want more money out of this thing. Indefinitely. They want they a piggy bank. They want to suck all the money out of it. <laughs> They're just going to funnel it over to my sister wife's closet. So now that they've agreed on that, it's time to gang up on Mary. So now that everyone else has agreed on what they think about the situation, they're going to call her over to Christine's house so that they can talk about it again in the library. And Mary has a bad feeling about this, just walking into it. Feels a little off. It seems like this should have been a full family conversation, but she was excluded from that part of the debate that was going on. The other four have their concerns, and now it's time to... Face the firing squad. <laughs> to break the news to Mary. <laughs> yeah, so it's time for Cody to tell her that the family needs the money that he thought he could give her from his business. Look, we've redone the budget and there's just nothing left for you, Mary. <laughs> We're all single mothers with nothing to give you. This was just so weird because he also didn't explain, I don't even have the amount of money that I thought that I had. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I don't know what he thought he had, if he forgot where he buried some gold around or something. <laughs> but yeah, his assets are not being managed well. Well, apparently he talked to Janelle because at one point she was like, we need it for the taxes. We need it for taxes? We need it for food? That was a big one. I forgot about food, Mary. 
Oh, and by the way, if we do do this, we want to be equity partners and we need to review a business plan, a better one than the one you showed us the other day. A new and improved business plan that we approve of. And Mary realizes, oh, okay, yeah, this is four against one. They have decided and now it's up to me to get through this conversation in one piece. Well, she's also shocked because until now, they've thought that this was a stupid idea and no one has expressed interest in being part of the business. But all of a sudden, they want to be partners in it. Now it's close to becoming a reality and they can smell a line of income and they want some of that. Oh, and the other catch, yeah, is that you're going to have to wait till spring if you want the money. So just let them know. Just let the bank know, hey, I know we have 10 days to close. We're going to wait a couple months so I can get my down payment put together. That should work okay, and right? And then we'll revisit this, just like how every mortgage deal goes through. So Mary is like, okay, fuck this. I need to go sell some clothes then. And that sets everyone off. Well, it, she gets, she kind of goes into a petty mode. It's, it's an urgency. Okay. But like for real, but I for, guess I need to go sell some clothes then. It wasn't. So th- here's the thing is I feel like there were worse ways that she was going to say that it's. <laughs> <laughs> so what she did say was probably the best way to express it because she was establishing the sense of urgency saying, okay, well, if you're telling me that there is no money for the down payment that you can provide, then I need to go come up with that money and I'm going to go sell some clothes. When she said, don't expect me at any family stuff. Oh yeah, that was a little, yeah. It was was one, it was one too far and you can hear the pettiness in it where it was like, no, if you'd held back on that. Well, they weren't going to invite you to those things anyway. (laughs) Right. That's so it's just, it was one little, (laughs) oh, it was just one little nugget too far. I mean, I understand why she didn't take the news so well. And again, I'm excusing the pettiness because it was it was kind of petty, but I get it. It was also kind of funny. It was necessary in that moment. But then Janelle is saying that this is a temper tantrum that she's seeing in Mary. I don't think this is a temper tantrum. I think this is somebody who is upset with the situation, who was told one thing and is now being told the complete opposite and is being thrown to the wolves to say, all right, well, you got to come up with this money on your own. So she's going to go figure it out. Well, and there's also all these other terms now that they're tacking onto it that nobody has brought up prior to this. All of a sudden, Janelle is gunning to be equity partners in this. Because then Janelle has the balls to say, well, so does that mean we'll be excluded as equity partners? Um, If we don't give you the money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have an investment in this, why the fuck would you get a cut? I paid for the whole thing. I'm doing all of the work to run the business. And you want to pick that pocket? Get out of here. Well, that's where Mary gets petty again, because then she pretends to joke about how they don't want to do any work, but they want all the money. And Robin's like, exactly. That's exactly what I want. Well, yeah, that was the entire business plan for my sister wife's closet. We know that. (laughs) Well, her whole plan for my sister wife's closet was to get all of the other wives to do the work. Yeah, everybody else does the work. Robin reaches into the piggy bank and pulls out however many dollars she can fit in her little claw. You know... (laughs) 
You know what Mary should have done? She should have called their bluff and she should have brought a very detailed business plan explaining all of the ways in which the wives and Cody were going to need to help with the B&B in order to be equity partners in it. And they would have backed the fuck off of that. <laughs> They'd have been like, oh, I don't, I don't think it's worth all that, Mary. If you're going to ask for that much help, I've, I've got three other full-time jobs that I'm running. My personal favorite moment was when Mary snapped at Robin about where her, my sister wife's closet money is. And Robin's like, well, it helped with taxes last year. <laughs> yeah. Bitch as a write-off. Because <laughs> <laughs> it lost so much money. It's all minuses. There are no pluses. Cody didn't like that. No. Cody is seeing this. He's now looking through the lens of his broken marriage with Mary and his bitterness from the catfishing incident. Well, and her coming for Robin. All of this. But he's saying that Mary is so selfish. This is a self-indulgent purchase for Mary where this is her B&B and it's her money And it's her income and it's her equity and we don't get any of it. This whole process is all just Mary, Mary, Mary. I do think that he's upset about the fact that they put Leon through college and now it's like, okay, so Mary has a house. Her kid got through school. They got Leon a car. That everything for Mary is all tied up with a bow and done with. And now there's all these other kids who need to be supported in a similar way And she wants to stop contributing to the family pot. Well, Mary's a flight risk at this point. She was definitely when the catfishing stuff came out. They kind of quelled that a little bit. And then it came back up as more and more information started being released of the blackmailing that was going on with that and her involvement in that. So I think Cody is very shishbishish of Mary and what these intentions are behind it. So I hadn't thought of it that way to see that. Mary was taken from the pot for Leon, and now it's time to reinvest like what Cody was supposed to do with his business venture and his <laughs> business money was pay back the family, and it's not happening. She's Cody's worried, yet again, that Mary's going to do something that he is actively doing himself <laughs> to the family. I do wonder if she's contributing any of the money from my sister wife's closet to the family pot. I'm sorry, not my sister Whoa, wife's closet. No, those, those are all minuses. <laughs> from LuLaRoe. Because she's making bank over there. Well, it seems like, yeah, she spun this up as a solution to pay for the down payment, to come up with this money in a very short amount of time. Maybe he's upset that he's also not getting his paws on that money now because she needs it for the down payment. Yeah, if it could be. But if we're saying, hey, I need the down payment and you're telling me, well, come up with your own solution, Mary, good luck. And then she starts doing it. And then you're like, well, wait, well, I mean, some of that should go into the family pot, shouldn't it? And it's like, no, I don't think so. We established who's responsible for what before I started working on this. I think it's time for you to shut up. They move into having a really weird conversation now about where Mary's mom is going to live in the B&B. This isn't even a conversation. This is an argument that starts to break out here because everybody seems very confused on the number of bedrooms that are available in this building. Well, because Cody's never seen it, right? Well, he saw it once. He didn't really remember that. He doesn't. Yeah, it's I mean, he didn't look at the the house, the the spot out back. He was ready to go pretty quick. Right, because they're arguing about the number of bedrooms that can actually be rented out. And she's like, look, I can only rent out four rooms. So even though the house has five rooms, 
Why are we having a conversation about my mom taking one of them? Because I can't rent the fifth one. The argument is, and I understand where Christine was trying to jump in here, is that you have four rooms that are B&B rooms, and then you have caretaker's quarters. Caretaker's quarters aren't usually client-facing. They're not necessarily the nicest setup. So if you're charging someone money to stay in the B&B, and then you say, here's your room, and it's the caretaker's quarters, it's not great, and you'd probably have to charge a cheaper rate. So they're worried that she's going to take a desirable room. That's the concern I think that Christine was trying to have. Are any of the rooms desirable? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> they I, all look a little haunted. It's yeah. So and I mean I think they were talking about repairs. There might be changes that need to be made for the caretaker quarter. So if you're already having an enough trouble coming up with the down payment in cash, how are you gonna pay for renovations before you start renting this out to then earn your money back? A lot of questions. Good thing that Mary's doing this herself and she doesn't have to take in anyone else's opinions. <laughs> Cody stormed out during this conversation, this part of the conversation, because he couldn't stand it. But then he storms back, much like Robin. He took a couple laps around the (laughs) the pond, you know, and then he's cooled off now. So if we're done with that argument, where do we go from here? What are our next steps? And Mary's like, I'm going to go sell some clothes. So get out of my way and let's just make sure that the Wi-Fi stays on for the next couple weeks here, because I'm going to be burning through some LuLaRoe leggings. Janelle gets pissed about that. She's like, do you want our help or not? You're not offering a lot of help. Mary was very upfront about what she needed help with. She didn't say, I need help firming up the business plan. I need help figuring out which room Bonnie's going to live in. None of those things were things that Mary had asked for help with. She asked for help with, I need $40,000 for a down payment to get this going. And they're trying to throw all these other solutions at her, which does not fix her problem, which is money. I don't care about the kids. I want money. Well, that's where it's a red herring, right? Let's talk about all these other things instead of what the real problem is that we actually aren't going to help you with. But see, we are being supportive. Because then Mary starts breaking down and then Christine has to be like, oh, yeah, see, we are trying to help you. No, you're really not because you're telling Mary that you are trying to help, but you're not fixing or offering a solution for the only problem that she has actually asked for help with. You're doing all of these other contributions to make yourselves feel like you are helping when you are, in fact, not helping. Mary's had enough. She gets up and leaves. And as soon as she's out of there... Cody starts talking shit behind her back to the other wives. Suddenly, this is like some type of spiritual development opportunity for her where he's like, I just need Mary to do this alone. Well, before she stormed out, too, I loved the part where Robin was trying to steal the misery from Mary (laughs) again because she's just siphoning off, oh, these emotions that you're feeling. I've, I've been there. Oh, I've been arguing with Cody about my sister Rose's closet forever. I had to show him the business plan when I didn't want to work on it. I had to convince him of all this stuff to have you guys cash out your 401ks and throw all that money down the hole. I've been selling this vision. Same thing. I'm going through the same things that you have. I've already been there. And Mary had to reply back with, yeah, well, at least you got yours because I'm still, I'm still trying to get my dream off the ground here. Yours was handed to you on a silver platter and crashed and burned. 
I would like to get my shot at happiness here. I am shocked that at the end of this, Christine is still the one who seemed to keep a level head throughout this entire conversation because she's annoyed that Cody is making it sound like they're putting their entire financial future on the line to help Mary with $40,000. Which is so wild because it's honestly, Christine understands she's not asking for you to risk the entire family fortune on this endeavor. She's asking for a small short-term loan that she is pretty reasonably able and capable of paying back in a short amount of time. If a short-term $40,000 loan between five adults is going to break you, then I think you have bigger problems. I feel like, and you're on a TV show, that makes you a lot of money. I mean, we don't know how much money, but I'm sure enough to give her that. Or maybe sell like two of the extra cars sitting in Robin's driveway. (laughs) But why doesn't Mary understand we need her to do the work and contribute to the family pot? That's all we're asking. It's a simple request. I don't understand why Cody is saying, oh, I don't want to help Mary. I want Mary to figure this out and do this on her own. That's literally what she's doing. (laughs) She said, okay, well, I need to go sell some clothes then. And then they're getting all concerned about, oh, where's Bonnie going to live in this equation? Mary might need to have Bonnie sell her house so Mary can pay for the down payment. So Bonnie's going to live in the B&B because she had to sell her house to get there. Bonnie's contributing, so she gets to partake in the B&B. Nobody else is contributing in this table, in this room. So you guys just get to watch from afar, I guess. We could have argued. We could have argued with them for much, much longer. Oh yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, Mary was like, "I gotta go sell some clothes." So yeah, I've got shit to do. There was the urgency there. <laughs> I have time for this. <laughs> Next episode, Mary finds a way to buy the bed and breakfast she wants without Cody or her sister wives' help. Then, when Janelle hears that Mary closed on the B and B from a stranger on the street, this precipitates another confrontation. Oh my god. Just the pettiness, because then this is all the family being upset with Mary about other things, unresolved issues, unaddressed, and then they just keep taking it out on her in different ways. So this is going to be a weird season because we have a totally different perspective than I think if we were watching on a week-by-week basis when it first aired. For sure. They're acting like they're really upset about something they don't actually care about. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.